hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Undressing Your Own Podcast, presented by Macy's. What's up, L'Oreal? We are in the building, and we are ready to go, and we're going crazy in our Macy's clothes. We're going crazy in the Macy's clothes. (laughs) I got my Ralph Lauren on today. Okay, for the Ralph Lauren, a little RL for the season switch over. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. That's the beauty about Macy's, though, because they got the good layers for the new fall trends. Because depending upon where you live, it's getting a little cooler, but we're not all the there, not there yet. yet. Mm-hmm. But you know what is there yet? TikTok what? Honey Trap Girls, they are there to let you know and to help you test your man's loyalty. So if you have mm-hmm. a question about your man, what is he doing? What is he up to? Well, the girls on TikTok are going to let you know. Plus, yes. Dating at 50 and 50 plus is just as bad as dating in your 30s. Do you agree? Damn. Better? I thought it got better. We're going to have to undress that low. Well, a black woman meets a man on vacation in Africa and she gets engaged two weeks later. I wonder what age she is because uh, if it's anywhere between 30 and 50. (laughs) Stella got her groove back. (laughs) Uh, Come on now, Winston. Uh, Now, America has a black sperm donor shortage forcing black women to find other options. Why don't they ask Kardashians where to get the black sperm from? Uh, We also have a final question to address, y'all. And this happens. Okay. You gonna get a butterfly because that's the stuff that matters. Like this little stuff in the beginning is cool, but it's not what's gonna keep you in 15 years. It's not. So yeah, it's going down. Make sure y'all listen to hear how we undress this mess on the Undress and Run podcast brought to you by Macy's. Yes, and speaking of Macy's, it is personal stylist time. So yes. sometimes, you know, finding that coat that's warm, but also still flattering or a dress that's party ready, but it also suits the dress code. That sometimes it just feels impossible, especially when the seasons change. So whether mm-hmm. you need a tip or a cheat sheet, just a little bit of assistance, Macy's personal stylist will help you put your look together either in store or you can do it right there on your couch in your office chair from the Easy. comfort of your own home. And best it. of all, guess how much it costs? How much, your cost? how much it costs? How much it costs? Get your wallet out. All right, let now me go. Put, let me go. I got my you got it I out. got my Macy's card out. Let's go. How much? Now put your Macy's card away. Cause it's totally free. <laughs> yeah. It costs <laughs> nothing. So just go ahead, head on over to Macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment today. That is Macy's.com slash personal stylist. And you might need a personal stylist after these girls come and snatch up your dude. Okay. Ooh. This is what I don't know what's going on out here. Okay, now on TikTok, there's a hashtag and it is cheaters get caught. It has 2.1 billion views on this. You say billion or million? Billion, like Kanye, a billionaire. Okay, right? Now there are honey trappers. So they basically help wives and girlfriends find out if their man would cheat on them due to luring them through flirtatious direct messages. That's called entrapment. That's That's called entrapment. Exactly what it's called. I tried this actually with my boyfriend when I was 16. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's the point. When I was 16. Okay. So this is very childish. Either way, uh, it makes sense because it was a 19 year old TikToker. Her name is Shelby. She says she gets hundreds of messages a week from women begging her to slide in their man's DMs. Now, some women charge and some do it for free in exchange to be able to just get the post of the DMs 
without their names. Thou shalt be reached out to the men and would generally ask for their numbers and see if they bite just from that. Many of the men denied having a girl when she reached out and she thinks it's easy for them just to lie because then they could just delete the messages after. Yeah. Well, sometimes they'll be honest and they'll say, I have a girl, but then they'll start liking her pictures. So it's like, what's going on here? You got a girlfriend, but now I, I didn't grab your interest. Now, um, there's even some men honey trappers as well. And uh, one woman featured on a new documentary about cheating via social media says she got caught up. She got a friend request from a nice looking guy. The guy was very flirty. She told him she had a boyfriend. The guy was very persistent. So then she told her boyfriend. Turns out it was her boyfriend sending the damn messages the whole time. No, the games you yes. play. Do you think he took it way too far in testing her? I mean, my husband can play these games with me because I'm a tell. So <laughs> I, it's, it's a point. I'm like, look, such and such, somebody keep hitting up my DM. I'm a tell. But I think it was a little petty of him unless he has trust issues. Unless he's had some trust issues with her and has had reasons not to trust her. If she has shown her ability to do a little too much on social medias, then I can understand it. But beyond that, maybe I'm just too trusting, but I'm going to give you all the trust. And then when you give me a reason not to trust you, then I'm going to throw you dust. It's just very that simple. You get trust the dust, one or the other. I don't play games like this. Yeah. I don't like it. It's childish. And like I said, yes, I have done it before when I was 16 years old. It was a phone trick when three word first came out. And uh, at first I was just joking on the phone. But then when I seen he was actually like trying to talk, I was like, nah, keep trying to talk to him. Like, let's see what happens. And so he did continue to talk to the girl. And then I came out and was like, ha. It's me, right? And I'm like, listen. <laughs> I said, I was like, clearly you're not serious. So when you decide to get serious, you come back and holla at me. Right. And I, I wouldn't talk to him for months. And then finally, like, he was just really persistent. Was like, I messed up. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. And then we never had any more issues until like later on in life. But when you play, yeah, when you play games like this, then it's going to be games play with you as well. Maybe your heart next time, maybe whatever else. But this is definitely petty. Nothing that I would do. Did you ever try or test somebody any other kind of way? I don't know. Maybe I'm just too honest because I'll ask like once a week. Are you happy? Are you yeah. happy here? Is there anything you would like to change? Is there anything I'm not doing? This is what I'm going to need you to do more of or less of. Like I'm so upfront with mine to where there is no confusion or questions or any of those things. My husband always puts up Claire Huxable and says, this is my wife because I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. There's no confusion. If I said I'm going to be home at nine, I'm going to be home at nine. If it changes, I'm going to give you the reason why it changed and what it changed to. Like I am the letter of the law kind of girl. And so. So wait, you ask that literally every week? Like, are you happy? Yeah. And is, is yeah. there anything I could be doing? Yeah, I do date night with my husband every Friday, but say I'm out of town. Like the last few weeks I had, uh, last three months I did three different projects. And so I I would just do a check-in. You know, how you doing? How you been? I miss Look, you. I'm I know you miss me. Right now. No joking. Right. But no, <laughs> but asking like, are you happy? Because I think those questions are questions that matter and they're valid, but they're not asked 
as often as they should. And then when they do find themselves coming up, it's after someone has been unhappy for quite some time and trying to unring that bell or unravel this web is a lot more difficult if you deal with something. It's like a car accident. You get in a car accident, deal with the accident right when it happens. Get your police right. report, tell your insurance, put your car in for inspection and start getting it fixed. Wait two, three months if you want to, because if, what happens is problems compound. And so now wasn't it enough time? You know what I mean? You can't find this person anymore. Their insurance has expired. All of these other things come when you just don't deal with things when you should. This is a good one here. Do you think it's a red flag if somebody does that to you? Does as far what? as like the testing. What it does to me is it lets me know you have trust issues. And so because I don't have any, I wouldn't be upset unless I was cheating. <laughs> no, so unless I was possible, right you wouldn't be like why are you playing these childish ass games with me well I, I I'll know why they are I, they're playing these games because they're invested 10 toes down over here and they just want to make sure that their investment isn't in vain like I said I have three brothers kind of sabotage. I have three brothers I have seen my brother well heard him because I wasn't in the bathroom but I have heard my brother cry in the shower over getting his heart broken oh, you know what I'm saying baby. like and my brother fine as hell and he's smart he's educated he does extremely well for himself and so as big and, and as macho as these men are they got feelings too and so if he just want to make sure when yeah, I Yeah, but that lady, doesn't mean you should set up the person that you love or that you're dealing I'm with. I'm just that. saying they said that it's a, a honey trap pots for men and for women. So this looks like an equal opportunity employment to me. <laughs> true, I'm just saying it's, it's shady men out there and the shady women out there. The shadiest is that this person sat on TikTok and figured out how to get 2 billion people to like this post. Because they That's like setting up people and seeing relationships fail. No, they don't. They don't want to end up like the next topic, which is dating at 50 and it being just as bad as dating at 40. So a recent TikTok video shows that a 50-year-old woman who is picking between three men, check out how she decides to break all of them down. Listen to this. Okay. See, now if I date Bobby, Bobby got three kids and he got two baby mamas. But one of his kids is grown, and I think two of them is still in elementary. So I don't know, but, you know, because sometimes he act like he ain't got no money. But he take you out on good dates, so he all right. Now, Chris, Chris ain't got no children, and he ain't never been married. Sometimes, you know, but sometimes he act a little bit suspicious. You know, he be out there like a little bit. And he got that Benjamin beard and... Sometimes those people in his profile pictures look kind of suspicious, too. So I don't know about him. I got to watch him a little bit closer. Larry. I like Larry, but, you know, he just good and good on his feet. He freshly divorced, and I don't, he ain't going to be doing nothing too much with him. But, you know, he make me laugh and stuff, and he experienced. You know what I'm talking about? He real experienced. Uh, I ain't got to teach him to do nothing. But he smoke. I don't like smokers. Every time you get in this car, he smoke. Oh, let's see. I'm going to go back to him. But Bobby, I, I kind of like Bobby. Bobby, all right. Bobby, my boy. Bobby. <laughs> I really like Jimmy because this one right here. But he smoke. No, okay. Okay. So Larry, Larry the fun one to sound like. Larry's a lot of fun. He is... Uh, gonna be a lot of drama though, because he just got out of this divorce. That ex-wife is gonna rock his world. Hey, but he 
And he's smug. <laughs> he's just trying to have fun because he's trying to come up onto a new relationship. He done been that same one for a long time. Now, Chris, she done basically said Chris was gay. I don't know what you heard, <laughs> but she said Chris was gay. Oh my God. Said, this is a whole disaster. I don't want none of them. He suspect the people in his uh be following on his profile a suspect. They say his beard is nice, but um he don't have no kids and no baby mamas. That's giving, Bob- that's giving that he likes men. Okay. But it's giving that Bobby and Larry be putting that thing on him. Come on, Larry. And that's all I'm But Larry, and you Chris- ain't got to. They got your lair to do nothing, baby. Oh, man. So this is what I have to look forward to. I really hope that I'm getting married in the next couple years. Well, what I hope this does is it encourages you because I feel like a lot of Encouraging me to get married right now. Well, encouraging you to know that it's hard out here, period. It is not a young, successful thing. It's not just for a pimp. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You have a beautiful 50-year-old woman that's out here weighing her options. And it looks like this is basically a never-ending cycle. No matter what age you are, dating is basically hard. Several women that were in the comments of this are frustrated with the idea that dating woes that you have in your 30s, they still exist in your 50s and the reason why i say i want you to be encouraged is because those expectations we were talking about in the last topic we think that like okay so your 20s you're supposed to do this but by 30 i'm supposed to have children i'm supposed to have a perfect career i'm supposed to have the huge house and at least three cars in my garage now when i'm 50 i'm definitely supposed to have been married for 20 years looking at retirement like Mm -hmm. these are the things we lie to ourselves so then when you look up and you're 50 and you ain't got no pension you're not close to retiring. Damn. You're not married. You don't it's have that. It is. It's so sad. And I just think it's unrealistic, friend. I think it's it's just, it's not real. So the depression that our women find ourselves in and men for that matter, because I get a lot of men um, that listen to the podcast. Yeah. So let me know that it's not just women that are going through this. There's a lot of good guys out there. <laughs> They always try to make it seem like it's women, 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 like all these lonely women outside, da 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 But then it's like a lot of guys sometimes put themselves in that position because they may have had the woman, but they messed it up so bad. Now you're by yourself or you thought that you can juggle all these women and now you're sitting there alone because all the juggling of the women went down the drain because now she's married, the other one they had a baby, and you wanted to just play around all this time. So now you're by well, yourself. They were focusing on the bag though. And I think that's a whole other topic for another podcast. Yeah, but when your focus on the bag is so hard, I'm glad I got my husband when I did because his he was so focused on being a federal prosecutor. Being he didn't see nothing around him. So then when all his friends were married and having kids, and he looked up like another wedding to go to with no date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I feel like I've been through that at a point where it was just like my main focus was work, 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 work. So I didn't really. And then people would tell me the same thing too. Like focus on you, focus on you. You need to just focus on you. You need to just focus on you. So then you're focusing on you. And then they're like, well, why you're not married? And I'm like, you just told me focus on me. (laughs) Like, so it, it is crazy it is a double standard when it comes to men and women because then you're Girl. like, oh, okay, you you definitely have plenty of time, sir. But when it comes to me, it's like, focus on you, focus on you. Oh, no, what are you doing? You're not pregnant and married yet? And you're like, wait a minute. 
A 35-year-old man. Focus on me. The double standard is sober because a 35-year-old man that has his career together and stuff going on for He's himself. Perfect. No kids. He a bachelor girl. He a yeah, catch. He, a he don't one. But a 35-year-old woman her that has ticking. no kids. Her right. clock is ticking. Her clock is ticking. What's wrong with her? Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm sorry. What's the, what's the difference? Mm-mm, big difference. The difference is one has a vagina and the other one has a penis. That's and that's difference. the only difference. Okay. That is a bit. Well, you know what's not different is the fact that you're listening to the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's. Check out our personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash the undressing room. Now, I mean, just dating and dating, it can't get any better. Lo, what is going on with the little guys? Well, with the little guys, like you mean the little swimmers? The little <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, well, this is what they're trying to say. They're saying America has a black sperm donor shortage. What? Now, that's what they're saying. They're saying that black women who choose to go to sperm banks to conceive generally have mixed race babies. And the reason is because of the shortage. Now, cryobanks, they report that the number of Black women seeking their services spiked during the pandemic and was on the increase over the years. Now, the latest census shows that Black women between the ages of 35 and 45 are more likely to be unmarried than women of any other races, with 44% of Black women being unmarried compared to 16%. Of white women. Now, donors receive anywhere from $70 to $150 per donation. And their sperm is sold on an average from, get this, $950 to $1,300 per vial. What? Now, according to the Washington, this is crazy. According to the Washington Post, only 2% of sperm donors in the United States are black. 2%. Four of the country's largest cryobanks that only have 12 black donors out of, get this, 748. And they're probably 12 bums. Do black not men like not know about, about this as an actual career option? I guess they're not going to do all that for $70, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they said the vows come in and they are scooped up quickly by all the white women. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say by the white women. It says we're women searching all times of the night so they don't lose out. Imagine staying up all night waiting for a black sperm donor. That's what they're doing. I do that for cheaper flights. Like, you know, on Tuesday (laughs) nights, the flights drop down a few hundred dollars. I'm like, boom, I knew it was going to be cheaper. Oh, my god. Well, guess what? It sells out in minutes, Eva. And this leaves women with the choice of choosing a donor from another race or finding somebody online to buy sperm from. Now, they first get into why black men aren't rushing to donate. Donate. A reporter found out that sperm banks aren't recruiting black donors. That that's the what it is. That's what it is. They're trying to stop the the spread of uh, us in the country. Don't worry, um, I'm about to go tell all my brothers. You get what I'm saying? The selection process is intense, and you need a three generation medical history. Donors can't be felons or convicted, and black men don't trust the medical profession because of the history of discrimination. Well, let's just talk about it. It was the first criteria, the three generations of medical history. When we talk about black people in America, we can't even go back three generations without hitting slavery, and even that is so watered down. So if that is the criteria to be a successful donor, I can see why black men are not being qualified. um, We don't know, because you snatched my grandfather out of the house and sold him because you like his wife, 
grandmother. And now so, we don't know who grandpa is. Little do you know, the white sperm donor right here, me and him got the same granddaddy. <laughs> if you really want to go back three generations. But this is crazy for so one. Technically, they are black sperm donors. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I want to understand is I didn't realize that oh, I know a lot about surrogacy. And I think that's maybe because of where I am in the age of my life. I'm at that age where a lot of women either um, a lot of my friends are a little bit older than me and trying to have kids maybe in their 40s because they all decided to get into the workforce. And so I know a lot about in vitro and about surrogacy. But I didn't realize that donors was out here donating like that. I mean, 750 and out of all of them, only two black, though. That I mean, if they want to have a smart, athletic, handsome son, they better go with the black one. I'm telling you, I told you what to do. The Kardashians seem to find all the black sperm in the country. Why don't we just go to them and find no. out how to fix this shortage? No, no. What? No. I, I thought just, that well, was the best answer. Oh, God, you're listening to the Undressing Room <laughs> podcast. It's presented by Macy's. Please, if you want to hear any more of these shenanigans, log on to the undressingroompod.com for more episodes and links to our personal Macy's shopping page. Okay, so for this week, our final question to undress, it comes from a lady by the name of Jessica. She says that I've been dating this guy and he appears to be all in. He always talks about marriage and everything he says in his future involves me. Now, the problem is, is that he's really, really good on paper. But I don't get those butterfly feelings around him. Now, I know. I know. Now, he would be a good person for me in the long run. And obviously, the F-boys that I've dated in the past have never gotten anywhere. Now, I keep thinking about the feeling that I have now. And I really want to think for the future in which... I think that he would be a perfect husband or a father. Now, am I wrong to marry a guy who's great on paper that does not really excite me? Oh, that's yes, a good one, Jessica. You are wrong, Jessica. I it depends. I couldn't. I don't know. That's just me. I got to have the butterflies, the sparks. People get on my nerves within moments. If I don't like you, I cannot be around you. But that that feeling can fleet. Like we watch those shows all the time. 90 Day Fiance, um, Married at First Sight. And I also watch those shows where it's like the Indian matchmaker, where the relationship is predicated on all of the fundamental things that you bring to a relationship, like the idea around family, your um, social economic status and where y'all want to be financially. Everybody act like the bag don't matter. It does more than looks matter. Um, And so we have all of these ideas that we think marriage is, but that's a cultural idea because if you go to different cultures, they do not look at marriage as butterflies and frills. They look at that as gas. Like, ain't yeah. nobody said no butterflies. Yeah, a business move, a family legacy. But when it comes to me personally, like, I can't stand certain people. And it's like, if I can't stand you, I'm not marrying you. I don't care what it looks like on paper. I had a situation not too long ago. The guy that I actually was talking to before this one. And I I was on the phone with him when I met the guy that that I'm dating now. And I never spoke to him again after 
this one approached me because the problem was on paper. He was that good. one was everything, and even but the my new friends, one gave you the feels. He gave yeah, you but even my friends was like, "What do you like?" Not and and no, it wasn't because they, uh, about they didn't even know that I met somebody else. I just told them I met somebody else, and they were like, "How could you leave this one alone? He's perfect for you on paper. He's going to be able to do this. He's going to be able to that." And that's how I originally felt while I spoke to him too. Or like why we even connected. I'm like, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it meshes. But then like when I went somewhere with him, I couldn't spend, it was three days. And after day one, I was wanted to jump off the balcony head first. And he I'm like, one. This, this is what I'm saying though. Like just cause he was good on paper don't mean he good for me. Like, yeah, and good on paper is exactly that on paper. And, and I think it's nice. And paper that burns we, and crushes up and rips. It's just like water. Away. It rusts iron and sinks ships. Believe me. I know. However, I think to have a level of standards, to have a man that you want to be more than just attractive or good in the bed and to have a, a criteria, I don't think that there's a bad thing with that, but I do know that when the, Security is there, so your money is fine, mm-hmm. and everybody at home is happy, and everything is good, and everything is dandy. What's gonna keep you there are those butterflies because when it flips around, and like Bob Marley said, I will have you in this one bedroom shack sitting here eating oatmeal porridge on this little bitty bed. Because you said you- who said that now, Bob Marley, and as his son Rohan, because that's what Lauren was doing after she fell in love with him. Oh. Too soon? Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. It's the Undressing Room Podcast, and we don't have a lot of clothes on right now. So we're taking all of it off. But I'm just saying, like, when you are really into it for the love of that person, then the small things that will come up in a marriage will find themselves easier to work out versus the divorce rate, which is currently, I don't like the way he smells anymore, or she gained some weight or has some stretch marks after the baby. So now I don't want to be there anymore because we can get divorced and I'll just get me a new wife or I'll just get me a new husband. Mm -hmm. I I just, you know, I think that this question this woman is asking is, is a very good question because the difference between fighting with the flesh and creating security for your family. You know he's going to be a good husband because the frill stuff goes away and you think you don't have a tingle in your stomach now. How about when you've been working three months straight, 40, 50 hours a week, your feet are hurting, you don't feel like picking them kids up and you wake up and he done made that breakfast. The house is perfect with the throw pillows back on the bed. I mean, the throw pillows <laughs> is picked up. Like all the little stuff. You're going to get a butterfly because that's the stuff that matters. Like this, this little stuff in the beginning is cool but it's not what's going to keep you in 15 years. It's not. Yeah, but it's neither not. is that paper. I don't know. I'm a, we we going to have to agree to disagree on this one right here. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying now. And how you feel is a very positive way to feel and is a very healthy way to feel because you know that at the end of the day, you want to be in it because you want to be with that person. Yeah, and the butterfly to me ain't coming unless he got all that stuff on paper. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the butterflies do be gas too, though. I'm just saying. Sometimes y'all think it's butterflies. It do be gas. That was the final question to undress. And if uh, you would like us to undress your final question, just follow us on Instagram at The Undressing Room Podcast and DM us. And boom, that is your chance to be featured. Now, in case they've been living under a rock low and they have no clue to who they're listening to, what is going on right now? 
You're listening to the Unjust and Run podcast presented by Macy's. Log on to theunjustandrunpod.com for episodes and links to our Macy's personal shopping page. We're going to get up out of here? We're going to get up out of here. I'm going to run over to Macy's. It's a little bit early and the seasons are changing. And I want to get all my dope fall threads before y'all come and steal everything because the sale is popping off right now. I know that's right. So um, I'm going to use your code and mine so to see if I can get the double discount. Double discount. It started on the 24th, 24th to the 31st of October. Um, I remember the numbers. It was 30% off of everything that's on clearance, on sale, regular price items. And then I'm going to slide on over to the beauty counter and get my 15% off. So let's go. go. Okay. I'm Love you. you. Okay. Bye. I see you there. Bye. <laughs> The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, even Marcel and L'Oreal. Follow at the Undressing Room Podcast on all socials. Executive produced by Kobe Cole Tyner. Assistant produced by Alexis Felder. Edited by Dunkus. Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Josh Romani, Michelle Marino, Lori Hall, and Khadijah Campbell. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Thank you for listening to the Undressing Room Podcast. See you at the next episode.